Welcome to D&D and D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Russell. With me today are the fun people. Say hi, fun people. What up, We are back for session two of season five. And we're so excited because session one was a lot of fun. It was a long one and it was great. Yeah. Yes. Coming to you live from the squeakiest chair on the planet. I can't even hear it through the mic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if if we'll get it. Oh, there there was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Season five was the first premiere episode where we did not eat pizza first four were all pizza-based premieres, and this one was not, but today I am going to make pizza for everybody. So. Yeah! Uh, there will be pizzas. But- Do you guys know why pizza is so, it's so important in D&D&D? No. Because Gretzel used to eat pizza and play D&D. That is the right answer. Oh. oh see- <laughs> what was it? What up, But I know that you were thinking of something else, which is also the right answer. Yeah. That turned into Plinther and Belamore discovering that pizza is like the best food in the world, in our world specifically. Oh, so you had the kayfabe, I had the shooting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. All right. So Gressel is Plinther and Belamore. Oh, of course he is. I mean... He's always been. <laughs> yeah. The wizard behind the curtain. Uh, the, the all-powerful wizard who sparked this whole thing off. <laughs> what, what pizza did you used to eat while playing D&D? Oh, definitely. Little Caesars. Caesars. Little Caesars, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I am a Metro Detroiter. It was Little Caesars. That's $5. all the pizza we ate, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was five bucks. There was a Little Caesars in a mire. That was down the street. No, a Kmart. It was in a Kmart. In a Kmart, oh, yeah. Yeah, down the street from where I grew yes. up. Yes. And it was low-key the best pizza a- anywhere. Oh. It was better than other Little Caesars I, pizzas. The the Little Caesars that was in the Kmart by us on Grand River in Farmington, was the it was the be- better than anything else. Yeah, what is, I agree. The what is it in a Kmart? The Little Caesars on 24 Mile Road was the best Little Caesars I've <laughs> I had a Little Caesars that was within walking distance that was just long enough to where it was kind of an adventure to go there. Oh, sure. Yeah. Still walk mm-hmm. there, so yeah, it was really good. <laughs> oh man, I get so nostalgic for like Little Caesars Pizza, the Palace of Auburn Hills, watching a hockey game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. The the big the slice of pizza. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a quarter of a pizza, and it does. It just tastes different there. Yeah, it does. It does. But the the Little Caesars owned restaurant across the street from Comerica Park, Foxtown Grill, very bad. <laughs> oh. Avoid that place. It's oh, wow. Don't expensive. Go Dude, they're going to go out of business and fucking sue you. <laughs> the Illiches. <laughs> I think they're fine. <laughs> so I think they're okay. Uh, we're going to get back into Dungeons and Dragons, though. Um, pizza, not uh, completely uh, related to the goings on in Didrodon, but I did get a pie today at the farmer's market that I'm going to use the whipping siphon to make whipped cream on. So, kind of molecular gastronomy techniques Wait, a little bit. Cream. Pizza? No, he, when he says pie, pie, he's talking about a, a sweet I got a pie. Fruit. I already, oh. He was being weird and calling pizzas pie. Oh, no, 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 no. I already no, ruined I it. I already ate a slice of it. <laughs> was it good? It was really good. Yeah. Great. Good. Uh, yeah, I low key, I saw the, that pie downstairs and I was like, I hope that's for us. But is. like, this is Erica also everyone's house except us. for mine. So I can't be like, can I eat your pie? <laughs> <laughs> if you put whipped cream and, and chocolate chips and anchovies on the pizza, then it's a Michelangelo pizza. That does sound oh, very Ninja that's Turtles. Yeah. Fucking gross. <laughs> Why would you watch that show? You know, it could work. Because as a kid, you want to put candy on everything. And. And, and anchovies, anchovies too. Oh when we were visiting our friends no, and they fish, had dude. kids, he, the little boy had Ninja Turtles toys, and I, he was so impressed I could name them all. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. Oh, I don't think I could. He's like, I'm going to marry this There's woman. There's four. Le- yeah, Leonardo. Yes. Raphael. Yep. Yes. Michelangelo. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Da Vinci. <laughs> Close. It's a D. It is a D. It is oh. a D. Is it um, Donatello? That's mm-hmm. it. We there got it. Go. All right. Well, that's the episode, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, that was a good sporkle. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get back uh, to the adventure. We last left you guys off um, in a, I just dropped my DM screen, in a interesting position, especially for Margin Flack. The, the actual physical positions that you are in because you are strapped together to represent a four-armed construct creature created by Zabus under the guise <laughs> of Winsenir Kramen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zabus is posing as a, a dwarven metallurgy scientist that is presenting <laughs> in the, um, the zoological exhibition here at the the Grand Expo in Steelshank in Didridon. So that we can ultimately go and exhibit in the heavy the metals, heavy metals exhibition, exhibition. Because yes. I need to use my margarine arms to present the very heavy the tier very heavy that we tier have. That you have. Yes. And I am under. Uh, I have to be disguised because they're looking. The professor is looking for my blood. Correct. So that's why we're a four armed uh, bucket baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna you try know. to win any of these competitions? I thought we were gonna try to win them all. You you we're are try. waiting around for the results of the zoological competition. Your presentation went well, it seemed. Yeah. Are we Mike still laying I, down or yeah, did we get I up? Yeah, I think you're like laying. Or no, I think you got up because you were talking to uh, that guy. Kurgum. Yeah, yeah, we Kurgum. got up. Iron Thane. Kurgum Iron Thane was God. a drunken old dwarf who uh, ran into Fletch in the crowd, offered him some some whiskey. You observed something on his flask that you found interesting of Fletch, and then Zabus confirmed with his ability to read all writing. Oh, we just sold a t-shirt. Yay! Um, <laughs> what is it? What's, what's the their link? first name? What's the first name so they know? Oh, I don't, I don't know if I get that info Oh, you don't? Because that would be so weird. <laughs> to be like, Thanks. To realize oh. that you bought Yo, your shirt we while recording. Actually, if you want to buy your shirt while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, Saturdays at noon. Yeah, if, if you bought your shirt Pacific. on, uh, on uh, July 30th at 2.34 Pacific. I can, uh, I can then, log in and see. Then we've just seen. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to derail link, James Gressel? The link is tpublic.com slash stores slash dash podcast. You know, Gressel, you could buy a URL and people could just be like dndndshirts.com. I could do a lot of things. Let me do <laughs> it. I can do it. That I... would make the podcast better. And maybe I'll do them after I get diagnosed with ADHD on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever this was bought a D&D logo t-shirt, so thank you, whoever you were. Thank you. So we're going to get back to the adventure. There will be more merch announcements probably in the announcements, so stay tuned for that if you want to learn more about merch. All right. I would like to, with the crew here, maybe on mic, maybe off, uh, go through some notes because I took a lot of notes that happened with people that I was not around. It was a big session. It was. So... Big name things in the uh, when we're walking through this whole area, this Dittery Dunn area, there are tons of dead dwarf uh, scientists whose effigies are carved into the walls, yes, and then affixed upon their faces are death masks, yes. Um, they are very ornate and there's a wide range of different kinds, but the ones by where Mike's character is walking around are especially unique, right? They're like they're all similar, and they're all 
like the ivory masks. Yeah, uh, Fletch ended up in a, a uh, like a hidden area, a secret area that was, um, yes, much more kind of like intense. And there's some kind of gemstone that's uniting all of them. He, there's something about gemstones with the area that he's at. Like the walls are made out of Double black. doors mask on it. Uh, it's ruby just eyes. dark. Yeah, ruby eyes. Ruby eyes. Yeah. Yeah, ruby. Okay. I have yeah, mask on pillars with ruby eyes. Yeah. I have hotel room 307. That's just where we... That's where you're staying. Okay. This is the 467th Expo. Yep. Buh, 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 buh. Professor has followers. Person in relief on each column. Faces are covered by death. Yep. Uh, Fletch reads a flask. We got that. Yep. It's a gift from my friend. Yes, it was. Uh, your friend is the professor. North is my favorite. Who was told about the cave in the mountains, lights in the sky? That was us talking to the guy who took o- who like who found the Feywild beast. Yeah, oh, that the- was Ozak Wraithhead. So Ozak Wraithhead told us that he had captured that beast a couple days ago. In the mountains, in the mountains, when there was an aurora in the sky, Mm -hmm. um, high in the peaks, there was a guy who I rolled a nat twenty for a fart in my face, and it smelled vegetal, which was weird. Disgusting. I haven't. I didn't mention the veggie fart to anybody. So, Gressel, if you could like let Marjorie know if she if she smells more veggie farts, that would be a cool clue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bucket baby, Fletch's name is. When we're Flint Flirt Fury, or is that something else? No, that is the Wait, name that, that yeah. yeah that Fletch uh, gave to uh, Kurgum was yes. uh, yeah when we're uh, Flint Fury. The names we have come up with this time. I at first thought that I lost the document I was writing them all down in because I'm scrolling through my notes app on my phone, and I keep real I realize I was scrolling past the doc with all these names because it looks like fucking gibberish. <laughs> it looks like it's lorem ipsum, just generated letters until I open it and they're all like, you know, bullet pointed one after the other. But, oh my God. Yeah, there's some, there's some names now with the dwarves. Last couple points. Uh, the dwarves don't believe in mystical magic. They believe in like science-based science. magic. Practical magic. Practical they magic. They love Practical movie, magic. Yeah. There is a cult of dwarves, dwarven women specifically. I don't know if that was specifically stated. You know that there is a real cult that believes in There is a cult called things. the Light of Aurora. The Light of Aurora. Uh, and we saw, Berdelia is, um, no. Berdelia is a former member. Eldabelle, Eldabelle is a current member. Is a current member. member. Uh, we saw her doing. Do magic. Do magic. She summoned an Aurora back in Night's Pass yep. last season. So presumably when you see auroras, that's because the cult of Aurora has been active, maybe. And Berdelia is here too. She's doing fashion. She's the one who dressed us up. Yeah, she was yeah. your she was your in to the, the expo. Was you originally your original cover was that you're coming to help her. And we haven't expressed this at all, but Loki, uh them having a kiss might be like a goal that we should have. Eldabelle and Berdelia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a rekindling of a rekindling their rekindling of their relationship. relationship. That potentially, we will see where things go for them. Don't let them die. With that recap underway, and now that you guys are all ready to continue where we left off, we're going to start with a flashback. Oh. As you guys were traveling up to uh, Didradon, which was a long but mostly uneventful journey, it took several, probably weeks, maybe even longer to get up there. It's a long, long way from Night's Pass. You had to travel 
a considerable distance and eventually up through the mountains. But at most of these occasions where you would stop to rest, those of you who do sleep would sleep, but Fletch would find himself usually going off on his own to meditate. Why would that kind of be, Fletch? Why, why, why were you looking to kind of get some distance and, and, and connect with yourself, or, or what were you looking to do there? Yeah, so as you recall, uh, at the end of Season 4, my Stormtail bow was lost. So I, uh, Fletch would be trying to meditate to commune with... The Storm Giant? The Storm Giant, yeah. The Eye of the Storm? Eye of the Storm, to see if he can get into contact to see if he knows what happened to it or where it is. Or maybe if he'll replace it. If, or, you know, yeah, like, can you make me a new warranty? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a family a heirloom. thousand so. year warranty. <laughs> yeah. It was 30 days. We've way past that. <laughs> yeah, so he's struggling to connect with the storm giant, Eye of the Storm. Oh, I miss that guy. That guy was cool. He was, yeah. <laughs> he ended up being surprisingly goofy yeah. <laughs> um, for, for an, uh, an eternal interdimensional being your efforts to connect to the eye of the storm through through meditation or magic whatever you're trying to do the methods that you you attempt uh are are largely unsuccessful you you in your little meditative journeys when you go off on your own you try to to reach out to any kind of connection you may have residual magics from the the big moment in season four at the end of season four or at the end of your fight against Morgan doesn't seem to really have any effect or you can't really find those those connection points you're unable to conjure any kind of portal you can't reach the kind of dreamy state that you did the first time you you made it to the elemental plane of air you can't really find a way to get back there but mm -hmm. you do spend a lot of time over this journey trying to uh, reach this Maybe over time, your goal kind of shifts a little bit. You're not going to keep beating a dead horse, I would imagine. It's a long journey. So mm -hmm. uh, after you can't find the storm giant, is there is there some other thing you turn to for comfort or answers or, or you know, to just try to recenter yourself with the loss of your, your, your bow, which was a huge part of your whole identity? Yeah, I, I just uh, think that I default to nature because we're you know we're traveling and I just uh become kind of like meditating has led me down a path of trying to feel calm and relaxed and just yeah i guess being more in tune with the elements and that starts to work when you when you do try to kind of focus more on the things around you the world that you're inhabiting the world that you live in the nature around you the the the, the things that you know, you originally were drawn to when you first started adventuring, when you first set out on your own, you kind of do find a path toward a sort of peace, a sort of inner peace. You start to change the way that you practice, the way that you, the way that you hone your skills. You, you start to adjust things throughout the course of your, your journey up to Didridan um, and through your meditation. Uh, without your bow... You're not as focused on things that are far away. You're more focused on things that are close to you and yeah. more focused on things that are within you. By the time you reach Didridon, you have three levels of monk. I'm now a monk. What? Multi-class now. You nice. monkey? I'm monkey. 
Monkey. I'm a monkey. Monkey. Yeah. monkey. To, to clarify for everyone who is who listened to the the level up part of things, you're not getting an additional three levels. You're not level seventeen, and everybody else is fourteen. <laughs> you're going to be an eleven. <laughs> the way that we d- discussed this off mic was that you will be an eleven ranger and monk three, right? Yes. You could be monk four, ranger ten, if you wanted. Nope. Okay. You're going to be ranger eleven and so monk three. I'm the only. Now you are the only class single class left. character. Yep. Yep. That's want, fine. I'll wanna... get my driver's license before all y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, healer's still out there. Bard has some healing abilities. I love that we don't really have a healer. <laughs> no. I mean, we live maybe, dangerously. Well, between the two, between between Fletch and Flack, which is oh boy, <laughs> Fletch and Flack have healing responsibilities. <laughs> <Yeah>. Great. <laughs> that was the journey. That was the inner journey that that Fletch went on while you guys were traveling. And I think maybe... Did you ever I, find that bow, though? Did not find the bow. No, oh, did not sucks, find the dude. bow, but I do have the bow staff that I've, that I've been practicing with. Just a, a so. currently, just a mundane staff. And so a stick. So you don't have your, your, okay. uh, right, your right. legendary bow, but you no. do have a stick. I do have a stick. You yeah. found mm-hmm. a stick. Cool. Cool, cool. Where'd you find your stick? <laughs> it was just on the side of the road. It was on the, the road. side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> like a little kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop asking questions. I'm getting all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what you're going back to as you are being led through this creepy ass tunnel by uh Kurgum Iron Thane, your your new friend. This is a strange, strange place. The darkness is is a an unnatural darkness that your dark vision cannot cut through. The only light comes from these sconces. Uh, that were magically illuminated when you were brought into this uh, this this hallway, this tunnel, and maybe I would I would imagine that Fl- uh, Fletch might be thinking back to some of the lessons he tried to teach himself uh, through meditation of of maybe calming the situation down a little bit. Trying, but I have to put on a facade because I'm. You are not Fletch Stormtail. I'm not Fletch Stormtail. No, you you are you are. Windevere, <laughs> Flint Fury. Flint Fury, yeah. Um, as far as Kurgum knows. You walk for a little bit behind him. He doesn't really say much. Every once in a while, he stops to take a, another sip from his flask. Each time he offers you, what do you do? I tell him. Uh, I oblige, but I don't drink. You, like, fake it? I fake it. Okay. You know what? Roll, roll deception. Yeah, you best be deceptive, okay. mm-hmm. Matt. I need to get uh, deception. 19. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll <laughs> definitely <Yeah>. work. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure it wasn't to, like, you throw it to the side of your face thing. <laughs> um, a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a drinking, yeah, 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 exactly. But, yeah, so you are able to successfully pantomime uh, and fool Kurgum that you are drinking from his flask. One would think he would kind of notice the flask not getting significantly emptier, but... He's drunk. He is drunk. Very drunk. Yes. Or he, at least yeah, or he, appears, he appears to be drunk, be drunk. Oh, yes. Sure, sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so you're led, you continue to follow him, you walk for some distance, you don't really speak too much, um, and you realize after a few, uh, few moments that you're starting to ascend, you're starting to walk up. That's better than going down. It's <laughs> better than descending. That's fair. Uh, and you continue to... <laughs> James debated he eating he a Pringle. He tried eating some Pringles, and then we both just started shaking our heads at each other. Like, come on, man. The loudest snack. 
I, I stopped. That's impossible. Once you pop, the fun <laughs> can't stop. You can't stop. Yeah, can't. I fucking defied the rules of nature for this show. So. Uh, you continue to uh, ascend. The hallway starts to spiral up. Eventually, you reach the conclusion of this tunnel, and it's just a large circular room that Kurgum gets to the center of, and he stops. You may want to hold on to something, my friend. You look around. There is absolutely no, you, it is just a, it, there's a floor and then walls. There is nothing to hold on to. Uh, uh, oh, no. Okay, well, I'll just hang on to my shirt. Yeah. I just kind of grab my shirt. I don't know. Oh, like fucking crease and Cobra Kai. Yeah. 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 Love to be drunk in this room with nothing to hold on to. Uh, there's a big noise, like, a, like, a, like stone grinding against stone, and there's some dust that kind of settles in from above you, and then suddenly you are flung upwards. The floor just oh. starts to shoot up your shirt. Uh, you, can, you, can, you hang on to your shirt as best you can. Roll athletics. Let's see if you can keep your feet or if you are embarrassed in front of drunk Kurgum. Dirty 20. Dirty 20, you are not embarrassed. You do cool. keep your feet. Uh, holding on to your shirt works. I bend my knees a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. You start to see that you're heading up towards an opening. It is open to the sky. You were so far below that it, it's a minute or two before you see that there is an opening above you. And you get to what is uh, very clearly the absolute peak of a mountain. (laughs) It is higher than any other peak around you. As far as you can tell, the air is very thin. It is very cold and blustery. It's pretty dark because there are clouds gathered above you. There are not too many other clouds around, but directly above you, there seems to be this kind of storm gathering or, or... stormy-like clouds that are gathering. And you look around and you see that there's a collection of dwarves that are all around you. They are dressed in robes and they all have masks on. And as you turn around (laughs) to look back at Kurgum, you see that he is now putting on a robe and has removed a mask from within his clothing and he is putting the mask on and he says... Fellows, I have brought someone tall for the experiment! No! Uh Um... (laughs) <laughs> what? Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements, then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 150 of D&D&D, 150 episodes of the main story that's so amazing. Thank you so much for sticking with us all through these 150 and then some. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram. Or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash dndndpod. That's where you can get episodes at least one day early and without commercials for uh, as little as a dollar a month. So go check that out, patreon.com slash dndndpod. We're going to have new Patreon rewards here this fall. A t-shirt and uh, some recipe cards will come out before the end of the year. So folks at those levels, stay tuned for more information on those. Uh, as Beth returns from her adventures in conventions uh where she sold her amazing artwork and that's the whole idea if you want to get some of beth's art you can head over to our t public store there's a link in the description uh where you can get the logo gerbert Mertbert, and uh the campaign team as uh as shirts or stickers or notebooks or whatever you want so go and check that out uh link in the description uh t public for our merch right now 
Quick scheduling update. You may have noticed that this episode is on the shorter side. Next week's will be shorter as well. Uh, I may do a Twitter Q&A thing like I have in the past next week, uh, but maybe not. I don't know yet, so stay tuned to the Twitter for that, uh, at DDDPod on Twitter. And then the Wednesday after that, that is Wednesday, September 14th, uh, we will not have a regular episode. We're going to do a paralog. Uh, it may be a villain paralog. It may be a hero paralog. Ooh, what's that going to be? Haven't done one of those before. Uh, I have not yet decided. We're going to see what I can do uh, before that has to be posted. Uh, but we were unable to record a regular episode. Um, Beth was under the weather with a non-COVID-related illness. Um, so uh, one week without a regular episode um, between the 7th and the 21st, we'll have regular uh, main story episodes again on Wednesday the 21st. That's it for me. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are going to cut down to everybody else. (laughs) Can we see anything weird going on? Like, if we look at them? Because, like, we can see the mountains from where we're at. No, we're under. You're below where they are. But I thought... You oh. can see out into the range. That's what I thought. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. From what? From there's just like a balcony. It's like it's oh. like a, we're yeah, in like, like a open hole air. into the oh, mountains. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. It's like but a big we window. Can't see. Okay. Okay. But you cannot see above to where Fletch went. Fletch disappeared as you guys were waiting for the. Yeah. Um, he was led off, and then you guys were. So we're going to pick up pretty much in that moment. Are um, there any officials around us? Official looking people who look like they have anything to do with the judging and the contest. The folks that you perceive to be the judges have been uh, led away to like a backstage area, it looks yeah. like. The cherry room. There are many other creatures and their handlers about. Uh, there's the big, uh, there's the giant ape, there's the displacer beast, there's uh, a lot of different birds in cages, uh, other cu- types of creatures. There's the uh, the scanner that you came in through the entrance that was looking for organic type magics or, or transmutative magics that uh, would have like, you know, changed appearances and things like that. There's the stage and, you know, you're kind of hanging out with some of the other contestants. There's, you know, a, a, a waiting period of sorts milling around. Some servants come in and they have like strolling hors d'oeuvres. Uh, margarine, you can see through your, your little uh, magical sheet. Mm-hmm. That there, there, there are fancy dressed dwarves walking around with with trays of food and secret rings. <laughs> How weird would it be if you, black, grabbed a crudite and then put it in your crotch for me to have a munch? That'd be real weird. I'm just gonna eat one myself and I grab one. <laughs> <laughs> you could oh, drop it down a... your collar, drop and so it, it would fall my, on her my head. My mouth's open. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Make make yeah. a ranged yeah. attack roll. <laughs> what? <laughs> make, yeah. Roll a 20 at so you your can, dex. See if you <laughs> drop it in her mouth. See if you can drop oh, it in okay. her mouth. And All you right. don't get the devil day god in your chest. Yeah, or you or you just like spill food all over <laughs> it. Um, 
Wait, what'd you say? Roll add a 20, de- add your dex. Or j- yeah, I think you could probably just click dex. Dex plus nine. Yeah, yeah. Twelve? Twelve's uh, <laughs> probably good enough okay. to not, like, spill on yourself. She's cooperating. Yeah, maybe it bounces off, like, it doesn't, like, land perfect. Maybe it's kind of a little sloppy on your face. I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a few minutes there while you're waiting. You're looking around in mar- margin roll perception. Okay. As you're observing from beneath your enchanted uh, sheet. Five plus one, six. Six. <laughs> you can't really see too much. It's just a lot of, you know, like. A lot of birds. A lot of birds, a lot of cages. You know. <laughs> there's it, egg on my face. <laughs> there's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even with a six, though, you can tell that it seems like there's more people here than there were moments ago. Zavis, why don't you roll perception as well? You're probably a little bit on edge, you know, being that you have to inhabit this role. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> you can definitely tell that it seems like there are more people here, more dwarves here, than there are animals, even with a ten. That's all you can tell. It's like, oh, there seem to be more people than there are animals. That doesn't seem too... We- I feel like maybe people have friends, you know? Hey, I can get you backstage. Yeah, the crowd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to roll perception. You're going to roll perception I as well? Food. You I'm ate done. your food? Mm-hmm. So oh. you're chewing. Mm-hmm. You're looking around. And you see... 16. Some of these newcomers look like they're dressed very similarly. Like a lot of these... And in a way that doesn't like denote their office. That doesn't like denote that they are zoologists. The way that some of these, some of these other folks share similar... Uh, you know, a similar look. But it's a very like, oh, they're explorer types or scientists Excuse types. me, who are you? <laughs> oh my god, stop being rude. I walk towards them. <laughs> no. With one of your arms, grab somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of these people who are dressed similarly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They turn around and you're looking at a dwarf that has a like scarred face and is blind in one eye. Um, and as they turn around to look at you, you see that they're holding uh, an object uh, in their hand. When you look down at that object, or Marjorie, when they turn around, that object is right, like, eye level with yeah. you. And it's a very plain wooden mask. I'm rolling investigations, an 8 plus 7, 15. What are you trying to investigate? We've seen masks You before. have, yes. Season 3. No. Sure, we've been doing this show for a minute. <laughs> Season 4. Gressel throws his fingers up. Uh, we, we saw a mask that had ruins carved into the back of it put onto a like construct that we fought yes so i also i have a mask in my pocket i don't know if i used it or not maybe i don't have a mask in my pocket Uh, you probably do i don't know if it i have an ivory mask in my pocket yeah i don't yes that that was from that part of the adventure yes so because i i have inspected a mask before Mm -hmm. i think i'm i'm looking for similarities sure or if it's a wooden mask, this is the first time I've seen one made out of this material. So mm-hmm. what what's different here? Yeah, the differences are that this is very, very rudimentary. Like this is the the ivory mask that you have is more like shield shaped, um, where like there's more artistry to the shape of it. It has fine details in the eye holes being carved out on the on the, the inside of it. It has the runes and things that were carved 
um, to give it its magical abilities. It had glowed. It like there there was a lot going on with the ivory mask. It's it's made out of ivory. The wooden mask is very very basic in shape. It's very crudely made. It has a leather strap to hold it to the wearer. It doesn't just it doesn't like the the ivory mask that you had had kind of just was would go on in a like very uh almost magical way just kind of fit on the wearer this one has a strap and it's a very shitty like leather basic strap that is like nailed into the wood in a in like with like a bent nail okay margarine takes her little arms and she like slaps her upper body (laughs) and then uh makes like a uh uh huh with her left arm and points at the mask with her right arm can i see this happening yeah okay I forget, do I have a secret ring too? Yes. yes. Okay, so I can communicate The three with them. of you have the three rings, I believe. What is this, I wonder, with my arms? And I put my, <laughs> I put my hands on my hips. Did you say that out loud? I did. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. We haven't socialized him yet. <laughs> the scarred man with uh, one eye is like now scrambling and tries to like put, put like looks at you, turns around, sees the like just under six foot tall like four-armed creature with this elf and it has like a look of like surprise and shock on his face and he starts to kind of like run into the like the more crowded part and like push his way out of people and he puts the mask on his face it's okay Uh... even though we're winning we're still really down to earth (laughs) (laughs) and you notice flack with your 16 Mm -hmm. you kind of reach out after this guy you see that there are others in the crowd who are dressed similarly, who are also starting to like put on robes and like wear masks. Oh, fuck. Uh, and up on stage, somebody else comes up, and there's like a mur- there's like a hushed murmur that goes over uh, over the crowd. Can we see the stage, or are we like you can behind- see the stage? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear the MC's voice and uh, come out and say, "It appears there's one more presentation." Uh, judges, judges, d- did you? Uh, this one's not scheduled. What? I'm sorry, sir, but do you have the... Then you hear a squish. Uh-oh. And, uh, like, uh, And then the MC doesn't say anything else and falls aside, revealing a dwarf in a full cloak, a wooden mask, who turns to the whole crowd. People, there's, like, shocked noises, like, ah! And uh, the, the cloaked one on stage starts to speak out and says, Sinners, repent! Oh, no. For Didredon is nigh. Uh-oh. He who is the dread will return to judge all of you. And then he starts to like wave his hands and there's there's like magic now happening. And then the the uh the booth, the the security scanner starts to beep and an alarm goes <laughs> off. And you hear someone in the crowd yell, "Necromancers!" Yeah, and then someone else just boo. <laughs> <laughs> And it's Zavis. You look around and there starts to be panic. People start to run away from the stage. And your eye catch it gets caught as you're scanning the crowd, Flack and Zavis. Your eye gets caught on uh the great ape that was one of the presentations. Oh yeah. And you see some of this magic that was being conjured. This this it has kind of like a dark, shadowy aura stretch out towards the ape and then engulf the ape in this kind of like shadowy mist. Oh no. And then the mist moves on and the ape kind of starts to like shake 
and then its skeleton bursts out of its flesh. Bursts out of its flesh. The flesh falls to the ground, and the skeleton starts to like clack and and run. Good lord! Grabs somebody nearby and like breaks their neck. Oh! And then let's roll for initiative. Jesus! Monkey fight! And we're going to go back up to the mountaintop now. Damn it, I'm at 10. Before we resolve. I rolled How, how are we going to do this? <laughs> I got a three. How are we going to deal with the initiative of the two of you strapped together? Fascinating. Oh, we, that's a very oh, good point. How, how is that I in think a fight going to work? At this point, you probably don't need to be strapped together anymore. No, we do. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have to be secret. I just it's feel like important. when there's an ape skeleton that's breaking people's necks, no one's going to care that you're not real anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I still want to win. That's also, true. Also, we're like harnessed in. We are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I it guess is we a- could like cut it. Well, that's we can not do my it. problem. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be a little bit harder Wait, to what, hide. would you roll? 22. I got 10, so does it just average out then? I think it'll probably average okay, out. Okay, so 16. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, all right, we're going to go up to the mountaintop, though, with Fletch, who <laughs> is now surrounded by other cultists, other groups of dwarves in robes and masks. Yeah. These masks are not wood. They are very ornate, as are these robes. They all seem to be as elaborate as the dress uh, of the, uh, as best you can tell, men wearing them. The wig, you know, they all have wigs still. You can still see the powdered wigs, the masks. It it doesn't seem like they're made of precious stones, but some of them might have precious stones inlaid in them or otherwise decorated. They are all pretty ornate to varying degrees. You look back at Kurgum, his has emeralds detailing like leaf patterns and stuff in it. If you'll recall, he was very interested in trying to find the botany exhibit. Mm-hmm. And you can see that it's this it's a similar kind of thing for these other masks, that they have these inlays that detail some sort of uh, maybe, maybe discipline or uh, area of study. And you look around and you're on this, it's as if someone just kind of like chopped off the top of very tip of a mountain. So you're on this plateau on this high, high peak. You are the tallest object up here (laughs) Um, by many feet. There's some equipment around. There's work tables that are of dwarf height, and they have some implements and things on them. There's some sort of magical contraption that is spinning and whirring. Inside of it, there is a uh, a gemstone that is glowing with energy. Hmm. What do you do? Oh, wow. I'm all for experiments, but, uh... Well, that is good news, my friend, for we are here for just such an experiment. I will turn it over to my esteemed meteorological colleague. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. What consonants (laughs) are we mushing into someone's name this time? Torkir Coinchin. Yep, (laughs) I knew it. Torker Coinchin? Torkir Coinchin. Torker Cornchip. Torker Cornchip. Torker Cornchips, the meteorologist. Torkir coin chin. Corn chips. Corn chips. <laughs> you have your name, we have ours. <laughs> yep. One for you, one for me. Master coin chin, take it away, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kurgum, for bringing a tall uh, amongst this experiment. We were running into a lot of problems being all about the same height. But now that we have something to draw the power of the storm, 
we can finally try to con- <gasps> c- conduct the greatest experiment ever conducted in these mountains, capturing lightning <gasps> in a bottle. You're going to turn Stormy into a lightning rod? That's so mean. <laughs> and he holds up a bottle. Okay. And thunder claps. Uh-huh. <laughs> everybody's like, everybody softly claps. <laughs> I do too. I clap as well. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Fletch's countenance just changed. <laughs> <laughs> and then they uh, they bring out like a stretcher, it looks like, or like a uh, like a hospital bed, like a bed on rollers, and they bring it out. Kurgum says says to you, my friend, would you please lie upon this upon this bed? It will be easier for you if you cooperate. But but what if? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly are you going to be doing with me laying on the bed? Well, says uh, Corn Chips. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. We're going to stand you up so you're all nice and tall. Okay. We got a, a crank in the bottom. Going to no. raise you up. Okay. And then uh, basically, we're going to uh, use you to draw the lightning. We're going to strap the bottle to your head and kind of hope for the best. Okay. <laughs> Is he holding the bottle? He's holding the bottle, yep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just, uh, you know, Kurgum, can I have one more sip of your drink before we commence? The least I can do is offer you su- uh, such a, a last uh, libation, if you will. I, I suppose there is a small Wait. chance you'll survive, but... Yeah, no, I need this. <laughs> You're taking this rather well, my friend. I'm be- I was expecting we would have to strap you down, but if you cooperate, all the better. Here oh, you go. for sure. Thank you. He hands you the plan. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. Uh, Okay. Hold on, let me just, uh, look in my shirt real quick. (laughs) And I look down, and I want to call the storm at that bottle and try to have lightning strike down into it without me having to be strapped strapped down. Okay. Yeah, then we can all go home. Then, yeah, then we're all good. You can call the storm for sure. The storm is there. It is already raging. When you do call the storm, the, the, uh, roll perception. Yes. 27. Yep. That'll, yep. You'll notice this. Mm -hmm. Uh, the gem in the contraption glows incredibly bright as you conjure the storm using your, your, uh, natural, um, storm, uh, chaser magic. As you do, this gem starts to glow brighter and brighter, and there's there's a whirring in the in the contraption that just goes faster and faster and faster and faster. Um, and there's a thunderclap, and lightning starts to crash among uh, between the clouds above you. Uh, and a lightning bolt crashes down at the bottle, and it shatters the bottle, sending glass all over. <laughs> oh no! Uh, roll a dex saving throw. Okay. Oh, 14. 14 will be enough to get out of the way. A couple of the uh, of the assembled uh, scientists, experimenters, do not get out of the way, and they are impaled with glass shards, and they scream. Oh, God. Uh, one of them rolled a one, so we're going to say that he gets the worst of it and is so uh, caught off guard by the sudden shock, no pun intended, uh, that he runs off of the plateau, and oh, you just hear a scream. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I, I, I look up from my shirt and say, oh no, what happened? <laughs> Kurgum, did you bring, you found a magic user? You found, you found some sort of 
Storm Wizard? What? What did? What do you mean? I'm not a storm wizard. <laughs> I was looking in my shirt. You realize now that there's an, after this lightning bolt came down, uh, there's kind of a charge about you. There's there's a oh. there's an electrical energy that is that has surrounded you like an aura, and you're you're almost buzzing. Your hair is starting to stand on end. You can feel the storm in a way that you hadn't before, and this machine is going nuts. You're going to roll for initiative as everybody is very, very suddenly concerned about this magical creature amongst them. D&D and D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D and D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan.